shaken together and run. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And we give you all of the honor and glory. Lord, break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way. And we thank and praise you and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Well, take your faith stand. Amen. When you take a stand for God, you must first know who you are in Christ. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know what powers you possess, if you don't know what Christ has done for you on Calvary, then you will never take a stand against the devil because you will not be able to because you won't be equipped to do it. Amen. Amen. You must know who you are in Christ Jesus. You have to know that. If you don't know who you are, then you won't, you won't think that this word will work for you. You will be doubtful that the word will work because you don't understand, you know, uh, what it is that God has given you permission to do. Amen. But we are, are um, raised up with Christ. You know, Christ is in us, the hope of glory. And he's bequeathed all of his powers, everything that he, I'll put it this way, everything that he did when he walked this earth, he said we would do the same thing and even greater things. And so, you know, you have to know how to apply your authority. You have to know how to apply the power that he's given us. If you don't, you will not conquer the enemy. Now, Jesus has already conquered him. He, he's already beat him up and threw him, threw him out of heaven, beat him up. Well, he kicked his own self out of heaven. You know, he, he's uh, taken his power. He's given us authority and power over him. So Jesus has done all he needs to do. But he wants us to carry out what he's given us the power and authority to do. But you have to know what it is that he's given you amen so if you don't know then you won't use you can't use what you don't know amen hallelujah you also have to utilize what you have and if you don't know what you have then you'll never utilize it amen now as a believer we have been given authority and that's what we're talking about or power through jesus christ to do what he did amen and, and even greater works. And that's what we said. Now, authority means delegated power. That's what authority is. It's power. But it's delegated power. Amen. It's, it's power that somebody has given you permission to use or permission to have. Or it's, it's a, a, a power that's been given to you because of who you are. Amen. And so you use this power against the enemy. Now, I have to say, people are good at trying to use this power against one another. But guess what? We don't have authority over each, each other. See, that may, now, to, to the religious, they don't understand that. But we do not have authority. Look, God gives us free will. So why would he put another person over you? And they have authority over you. It doesn't work like that. If that was the case, we'd be able to get everybody saved, amen, by tomorrow morning, and we could wrap this thing up, amen. But it doesn't work like that. We do not have authority over one another. 
You cannot take authority over um, somebody else. That's for devils. That's what you do for devils. Amen. Hallelujah. But as a believer, we've been given authority through Jesus Christ. Amen. To do the works of him that sent us while it, it is yet day. Because when darkness comes or when day is gone, no, no man can work. And so we don't have time to waste trying to figure out who we are and what we should be doing. We're supposed to know that by the word of God. Amen. So let's go to Matthew 28, <clears throat> verse 18. And I think we did this one on Saturday. And it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And verse 19 says, Go therefore, go therefore, go ye. Are y'all here today? Go ye and make disciples of all the nations. So that's what this delegated power is for. It's to go ye and preach the gospel to the world. Amen. And that's what it's for. It's not to bind your friend that you don't like. <laughs> but I know nobody in here would dare do that. Amen. But I've heard people do that before. <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. Amen. And thank God it doesn't. Amen. But all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And so guess what? All power has been given to you and me. In heaven and in earth. We have all power to tread on serpents. Amen. To come against the enemy. To make him leave your kids alone. Pray when you don't have money. Pray when you, you feel sick. Make the symptoms leave in Jesus' name. Amen. You can pray and use this authority to cause peace. Amen. You can use this authority to do good toward your fellow man. If you know somebody that's in need, you can use this authority. But you do not use this. Well, I bind you. I, in fact, I saw uh, someone doing that before they were these two Christian women were in an argument. We were at Benny Hinn, and she bound her. She said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. But the lady never stopped talking to her because it, <laughs> it didn't work. Amen. She's wasting her time. But that's just an example, and I guess God was teaching me back then. That, that That is not appropriate, and it just does not work. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God it doesn't. But this is the thing that we need to know, and this is what um, I said yesterday, and I thought it was worth repeating. The, the value of authority or the delegated power depends on the force behind it. Amen. The force behind it. So who is the force behind this power or this delegated authority that we possess? It's Jesus. Amen. And so Jesus is the person or the, the author or this power originates with him. And he has given it to us to fight the devil with. Not people, but the devil. Amen. But if they're little demons, you can definitely take authority over them. Amen. But we don't know anybody like that, do we? <laughs> yeah, y'all laughing. <laughs> so this power, see, this is the thing that I think God wants you to understand. When you know who you are and what you possess, and when you know whose power you are using, 
and you have to keep these things straight in your mind, then we will more readily use this authority and get, uh, what am I trying to say, and get results, good results from it. You have to know who you are. You have to know what you have. You have to know why you have it. Amen. And you have to know when to use it and how to use it because it just really, this power can't be used any, any, just any kind of way. Not that there's a step in formula. There's not. But there is a rules and principles to the kingdom of God. And we have to know what those things are. Amen. We have to know because it's just not a thing like I bind you, you know. It's, that's not enough. And so we have to really understand and know what we're doing. And I think this is why we don't have more success in fighting the enemy. Because we don't understand how to wield the word. The Bible says we wield the word, the word like a sword. And so you have to know how to do that, when to do it, and why you're doing it. Are y'all here? And so I think if we pay more attention to why we do things and not so much as just doing it just to do it, you know, because some people like like to look important or if they're around the right different people, you know, and they want to make them think they're doing something. But it's a big waste of time if you're not doing it at the appropriate time for the appropriate reason. So we need to know who we are and what we're doing and why we're doing it. Amen. <clears throat> so let's go to Luke 10. Hallelujah. Talking about the power of God, using the power of God and taking a stand. When you <coughs> Excuse me. When you know how to use the word as a sword, then you will get, you'll do it more, and you'll have great success doing it. Amen. So let's see. Luke ten nineteen, And it says, Behold, this is Jesus talking again. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. See, this is why we have this power. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. So you can just get rid of the fear. Some people are afraid to go. And this is, this is spiritual warfare. This is what spiritual warfare is. It's, it's taking a stand for something that God has said. It is written in this Bible. And, and the devil's a liar. Amen. And you take a stand and you put your foot down and, and you don't move off of what God has promised you. you. You pray and you stand on that word or on that principle until you see it come to pass. Now, what do you do while you're waiting? Do you worry? Do you fuss? <laughs> do you, you don't do any of them, those things. You continue to thank God, praise God. You know, you don't keep saying, well, God, is it going to happen, and when is it going to happen? Because that's lack of faith. And so we have to, un this is why it's important for us to know who we are, why we're doing something, who, who bestowed this power to us, when did he do it, why did he do it. We need to know these things because if we get that straight, 
then we will use this power and we will defeat the enemy every single time. Amen. You can come against uh, uh, drugs uh, if you have children that maybe or maybe messing with somebody that's doing drugs, whatever it is. You can stop that. You can come against it, but you have to understand and know what power you possess. You have to know, and then you you pray the appropriate prayer, prayer for the appropriate situation. That's why you need a prayer manual. Amen. <laughs> and so there's certain prayers in that Bible that they're promises of God, and they're to the to the uh, to the believer. And they're for your children, for your marriage, for your even your neighbors, household salvation. You know, it's so many for your healing. There's so many promises in the Bible, and we need to, number one, know what they are. It's like when you um, are standing on something, or you're standing for a promise that God has said you could have. What scripture are you standing on? What scripture did you read that spoke to you and said you can have that? Or did you just copy off somebody else because they were praying for that? So you can't do it like that because maybe you're not in that same situation. Not that you can't have what they have because God, there's no partiality in Christ Jesus. What he do for me, he'll do for you. What he do for you, he'll do for anybody else. But, you know, maybe that's not your specific situation at that time. Maybe that's not what you need. But I'm telling you, if you pay attention and go back, and, and I've had to do this so many times, and say, well, God, what are you saying? And what do I pray for? How do I pray? You know, we need to know these things. They're very important. They're important to your victory. And this is why sometimes people don't get victory, is because, and they give up. It's because they've not been appropriating the prayer right, or they haven't been... Um, really believing that they could have it because their heart wasn't in it. See, the Bible says you have to believe in your heart. Amen. You know, the salvation. You know, you believe in your heart that Jesus uh, died for your sins. Amen. So it has to, it has to be, it's a heart thing. You have to believe in your heart that God has said this specific thing is for you. Now, there is a situation where somebody is, um, can prophesy or give a, a prophecy, and you say, I'm claiming that for me. And that happens, and that's okay, but the Holy Spirit is still at work alerting you, that's for you. It doesn't have to have your name on it, so to speak, and you can claim it. But you'll know if that's you because the situation will still fit your life. Is that Clay? If the situation will fit your life and you'll look and say, that's me, amen, you know, and that's mine. You know, now, the person that it was directed to, they can still have it. It's for them, but it, you can claim that. So you can claim the, anything that's a blessing, a gift in this Bible, you can claim. But you can't be greedy with it because God, <laughs> you, know, you know, okay, you, you, you get a card. You get a card. You get, you know. See, that's. That don't work in the kingdom. Amen. And so if somebody else has one and then you say, well, I'm claiming that for me. You know, it's, do you need one? Can you afford the note? Maybe that's not for you. 
So there's di a different, and I really don't think I understand how to explain it, but we know. You know when something's for you because that, that uh, Holy Spirit, that voice on the inside of you tells you that's you. That's for you. And so what you do is you claim it. And you say, Lord, I'm claiming that for me. That's for me. Thank you, Lord. And then you start to pray over that thing. You prophesy it. Amen. You start to speak. See, if you believe, you're going to speak. And you start to say, thank you, Father. I thank you for my new car. I thank you for the house. Whatever it is. Thank you for my husband. Whatever is for you. And you start, it's kind of like, I don't want to put it like this, but you kind of hover over that. And you baby, you baby and nourish it until it comes to pass. Amen. Praise. Well, what if it doesn't come to pass? You keep nurturing it. You keep doing it. And then you do whatever it is that God tells you to do. Amen. Because faith without works is dead. Sometimes you need to show God a little more, um, you know, a little, put a little uh, a corresponding action to your faith. Amen. So some things you have to carry out. But these things you can easily know and, and learn just by reading your word and meditating on the word and allowing that word to change how you think. Now, I'm just going to say this. How you think is going to be the biggest, your, it's your biggest enemy. If you don't start to think differently, you will never get victory. You'll get as, well, you'll get the crumbs. You'll just barely make it. Amen. But if you, if you, um, you know, just trust God and believe and see it's, a, it's trust is involved. You know, it's not, and these things are not hard to do. This is just everyday living. This is how we are supposed to live. We live to serve God. We live to trust God. We live to love him and allow him to love us. And, then, and another thing is if you don't really know God loves you, you will never think he's going to give you anything. You will never think that you will get anything from him because you will think that he'll give it to us. Let me just say this to you. If that voice in the back of your mind when somebody says, oh, you're, you're blessed and, or you get prayer or you're in your word and something says that's for you, if that voice comes in the back of your head and say, you can't have that or that's not for you, or God's not going to do that for you. He's not done anything. He's not going to do that for you. If that voice is in your thought process, you need to renew your mind in the Word of God. Because those, those are the thoughts that, that rise up against the Word of God. And it tries, those thoughts try to make you think that they have more power than what God has promised you. And so you must get rid of those thoughts. Amen. And it is very possible. All you need to do is stay in your word until you believe it. How long until you believe it? Until that voice stops telling you it's not going to happen or it'll happen next year. Well, you said that last year. See, the devil have a, a sneaky way of trying to keep you on the back burner. And he'll tell you next year, next year. Anybody ever been there other than me? I've been there. And so he will try to make you think this year is not a good year. <laughs> but it's a very good year every year. <laughs> Amen. 
Today is the day of salvation, and now is the appointed time. It's always a good day for a miracle. Amen. Um, amen. It does not have to be on the calendar. Hallelujah. We, we should, and especially uh, Amos 9.13, I'm hearing that so much everywhere I go. And I'm telling you, now is the season and the time for, for just multiple blessings. All you have to do is receive it. Well, okay, it's not that, it's that easy, but it's not that easy. You know why? Because of that voice in the back of your head that tells you it's not going to happen. It'll never happen for you. It happened for them, but it don't happen for you. See, that's the voice that's keeping you from believing and trusting in the word of God. And you've got to get rid of that voice. And it will leave you. That voice will leave you. Amen. It will leave you. You stay in the word long enough. Amen. Meditate, not just read a... And I'm not saying you have to read the whole Bible. You know, some guy told me, well, uh, have you read the whole Bible? I read the whole Bible through and through, and I'm starting on it again. And I said, cool. I have anything to say to him because I could tell it's just that's a religious spirit. And who are you racing with? Because <laughs> that doesn't mean that you know anything. Amen. The religious read all the time, and they don't comprehend what they read you need revelation amen. amen that only comes by the holy spirit hallelujah and so this is why um I, I think i just can't let this go yet because we need to know how to get our stuff released from from heaven from the unseen realm because that's where it is because god's already done it this is the thing he's already done it that's the capper. Yeah, he already knows who's your husband, who's your wife, you know, hide your kids, hide your wife. It's already done. Amen. But to get that into the, the natural realm, you have to understand some things. And it's not, it's not a big thing. It's just that you have to trust a childlike faith will bring it in. Sometimes people know too much about spiritual things and it make it hard to come are y'all here today amen in fact i think we we are the worst <laughs> yep I, I can attest to that and so we have to lay everything down that we know and and just trust god because i think it's because we try to do things in our own strength because we know so much. But really, we need to lay it down and we need to allow God to come in and just do what he wants to do. Because he wants to bless us so much. He can't wait to bless us. But we need to understand what we're doing and when to apply the word. You know, and some people rely on, on prayer too much. And I'm not saying don't pray. Don't hear me wrong. But you can pray and not believe. Y'all know? You can pray and not. I've done it. You can pray and not believe. But it's like this. When are you going to start believing what you say? You have to believe what you say. Well, how do I do that? Keep saying it. 
Keep ministering to yourself. <laughs> Keep preaching to yourself. Keep saying it. And when that voice comes up that says, that's not going to happen, or God's not going to do it. He hasn't done it in all these years. Nothing is ever going to change. You got, that's your problem right there. Now, I think everybody's like that in the beginning when you're a new Christian. But some of us old Christians stay like that 20, 30, 40 years, and we don't realize what we're doing. And so it's good to take a, a, a self-analysis of where you are with God. Not that we don't, we're not in a good place with him, but, but we need to understand what we're believing and if we're believing. Am I making sense to you? Hallelujah. So we don't war in our own strength, and that's what we're, we do. Well, you know, I know what, what I need, and we do know some things. I know what I need. And I know, you know, I know the word, and I, I know the prayer that's appropriate for that word. But we're warring in the flesh. We're doing it out of our own strength, I'll put it like that. And not submitting to God. The Bible says to submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. We need to submit to God. Because when we take it upon ourselves to get this thing done, we are uh, warring in our own flesh, our own strength, uh-huh, our own strength. And we need to drop that and pick up Jesus. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Let him do all the work. Yes. And we just receive it. Now, how do you just receive it? Just believe it. Yes. And when you just believe it, you will see things start to change. And even if you don't, it's still, it's still already done. <laughs> And so you can't wait. That's another thing that's a big enemy of your faith is watching to see if anything has changed. You're not going to see it. Amen. Don't look for it. Stop looking for change and just start believing. Because, see, it's like this. You wouldn't look for evidence if you were sure it was happening. You wouldn't look for evidence. You would be at peace. And you would be fine. And you would be thanking God every day. Father, I thank you for my home. You know, I thank you for my husband. I thank you for my car. Whatever it is, you would just be at peace. And you would be thanking him instead of trying to figure out when is it coming. Because it's always a red flag. Amen. <laughs> so, again, Luke 10 says, Behold. Where is it? 19. It says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. That means you can, let, you can make the devil let go of anything he's holding of yours. Anything that he has of yours, you can make him let that go. Amen? But you have to appropriate the word. Not that it's a special way you have to pray or a special way you have to uh, bind and loose. But you appropriate it as the Holy Spirit wills. So in other words, you've got to be in touch with somebody other than yourself. <laughs> you've got to be in touch with the Holy Spirit, Jesus, somebody. Amen. You can't just do this on your own, out of your own strength. You must, de uh, you must uh, depend on, in other words, it's got to be done the way God says it's got to be done. 
Amen. And I don't believe it's one specific way, but it, you always have to believe. You always have to believe. When uh, the disciples asked Jesus why they couldn't cast that devil out of that boy, and then he said, because of your unbelief. Amen. It's because of your unbelief. He says, these come out by prayer and fasting. Not meaning you got to pray and you got to fast. Because if that's the case, I would have everything I wanted. Prayer, fast. But what he was saying is you've not been attending to the word. You haven't prayed. You haven't fasted. You haven't done any of those things to put you in faith to take care of that demon out there. And that's what I'm saying. And see, a lot of people think this is elementary, but this is the key to your success. Amen. If you don't believe these things, you don't get much. Amen. And everything you, you have to get everything the hard way, the natural way. And everybody is not equipped financially to get everything uh, that way. I don't know about you, but I need God to bless me in a whole lot of different areas. Amen. So, you know, we need to know how to get things from heaven. And God wants us to get things from him. He'd rather we get it from him. And all it takes is childlike faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't faint when you take a stand. Amen. We declare what's already been done. Because God's already done it. He's already prepared it for you. But you have to get it from out of the unseen realm into the natural realm. And so you do that with your faith. There's no other way to get it but by your faith. Amen. But that's the easy thing. All you have to do is get rid of the stinking thinking. Get rid of those voices that exalt themselves higher than the knowledge of God. Stop listening to the wrong voice that tells you never. Those are strong words anyway. Always and never and, you know, strong words. And so what we have to do is change our hearing, change our thinking, and change our wannabes. That won't help. Amen. <laughs> that won't help. That won't hurt. I'm sorry. That won't hurt. Amen. So don't faint because the force behind you has all authority. And it's Christ's authority. Don't ever think that you're fighting this battle in your own strength. Or you're doing this, and, and if the, the devil don't leave, you don't have power. This is Jesus' power that he's given us. He's given us his power, amen, and it works. And so you have to look in the mirror and say, well, what's wrong with me? Because this, this prayer, prayer works, uh, binding and loosing, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. I've given you authority to bind and loose whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. And you notice you got to do something on earth before anything's done in the spirit realm. If you don't bind on, bind on earth, heaven ain't going to sit up and do your work for you. So nothing gets done. Are y'all here today? Did I lose you? Whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. You got to move. Earth has to speak first. So if it's, if it's like that, God, these, <laughs> this power must work. It has to work. It's no fault and no fail. And it works. Amen? But I'm telling you, your thinking will stop this power from working for you. And all you need to do is just back up, 
and repent probably for unbelief because that's a sin you know and that's why the bible says a, a double-minded man won't get anything from god it's unbelief it's double-minded you believe one thing one day and then the next day god didn't tell me that was mine that's double-minded and the bible says you can't get anything from god you gotta make a decision who you gonna believe and what you gonna you know who's your god number one because when you believe everything the devil says he's your god and so you have to make a decision who you're going to believe amen i looked at it like this i meant like a mathematical equation and that's just what i was thinking and it's like okay you for those of you taking algebra anybody take it took algebra in here i did okay so x it's been a long time plus y equals z right x plus y equals z amen so in the spirit realm look at it like a mathematical problem saying plus believing equals having amen are y'all here today same plus believe you got to believe it and you got to say it out of your mouth because if you say it out of your mouth you believe it in your heart and that will bring it so same plus believing equals having amen praise god we got to remember that hallelujah so sometimes when we're standing in faith we start to doubt and speak wrong words this is another thing that'll cause your promise not to come when you get discouraged you don't see it it's been a long time you start to talk wrong amen and so what you do is you repent and you stand you keep doing what you know to do anyway even if it's been a long time even if you don't see anything you do it anyway because maybe it's not the season but you can't quit praying and you can't quit believing because it's not your season to have it and most of the time you know god sometimes he don't care when you have things but you got to prove yourself out to him because he just can't give you anything and you believe in all sorts of things you know why you'll never keep it (laughs) you'll never keep it (laughs) see you want the best and that's why you're trusting god the best for you and so this is why you're trusting god to get it also you're trusting god to get it so you can keep it amen people get married every day but they don't stay married amen hallelujah and so we we need to talk right so part of thinking right it's talking right because if you think right you're gonna say right are y'all here talk wrong think wrong those are wrong thoughts that are in your your mind so if as a man thinketh so he is but you can you can change who you are you can change what you say how you think and what you do by meditating on the word amen romans 12 2 hallelujah do not be 
conform to this world. In other words, don't think like the world. Don't act like the world. Don't dress like the world. Don't talk like the world. Don't do what the world does. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's oh, there's a, a, a remedy for everything. God's covered everything. There's nothing that you can come up with that he doesn't have a prayer for or the answer for. He has the answers to everyday life. The Bible says he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. All things pertaining to life. So whatever you need, he has already, he already has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you ever prayed and asked him for the plan? God, I want to live out the plan you have for my life. Amen. But we be asking him for stuff. And it's okay. He ain't mad. <laughs> we be asking. And it's okay. Amen. But have you ever asked him, God, what is your plan for me? What would you have me do? And not just once or twice. Every day. You ask him every day. What is it that you want me to do? So we talk wrong, we think wrong, and an example is I never have enough money to pay my bills. You're speaking lack when you say that. I don't care if it is true, don't say it, because the Bible says you can have whatsoever you say. So you don't agree with what's going on negatively in your life. Amen? Let's see, I wrote another one down here. Oh, I will never find the right job. You won't because you just put it out there. Your words have power. If you're born again, your words have power. Or I'm always feeling down and depressed. You will be down and depressed. See, we speak lack. So see, you see what I'm saying? You have to know what's going on because God has given us the authority to govern our own lives. We govern this. And we have to understand what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And don't get convicted when you find out that you need to brush it. We all need to do that. Don't get convicted. Don't see, because you know why? Because you just walk back into the devil's door. You got to come out of there and stay out of there. Because <laughs> that's where he wants you. This is what the devil does to Christians, especially Christians that know the word. He likes to wear you out. He wants to make you stop praying, stop believing. Amen. More than stop praying, he wants you to stop believing. He wants you to think badly of God. He don't do nothing for me. And he's never given me what I need. And all of that stuff. And that's, that's the devil has held you back from whatever it is that you didn't get. The devil has held you back, not God. God doesn't do his people like that. He loves, he loves even the sinner. God loves the sinner. He doesn't, he doesn't do things to people to, or he made me sick to teach me something. To teach you what? What does sickness teach? What, what do you learn from being sick? Not a thing. God, well, I got to suffer for Jesus. That was a good one in the, in the denominational church. Suffering for Jesus. And I never understood what that meant. But I knew one thing. I didn't like it. It just didn't sound right. And I knew that wasn't for me. Amen. So, you know, all the suffering was taken care of at Calvary. You know. 
Jesus bore our sicknesses and our sorrows, and he carries every burden. Now, we keep taking it back. And if you keep taking it back and give it to him again, he'll keep telling you, give it to me. Give it to me, and then you give it to him. He'll take it. I don't care if it's a hundred times a day. How many ever times he will take that burden off of you again and again and again if you ask him. He does not want you to have problems. And in the book of Matthew 6, it tells you, do not worry. He doesn't want us to worry. He says, do not worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what tomorrow's going to bring. He said, because tomorrow can take care of itself. As long as you've got a, a bed and a hot meal today, don't worry about tomorrow because anything can happen. You can receive any miracle tomorrow. Somebody can knock on your door with an envelope tomorrow if you let them. If you let them. If you will come out of negativity and negative thinking. Listen to that still little small voice that tells you it's never going to happen. God's not going to help you. He doesn't care about you. And so you have to turn that off. The Bible says to refute arguments. That's an argument in your brain. And you refute that. You turn it off. And yes, you can because you turned it on. And you can turn it off. Amen. Like a water faucet. You turn it on, you can turn it off. And so you can make that voice stop talking to you. Amen. And sometimes you do have to work at it. In fact, I think you have to work at it all the time. But God wouldn't say that in his word if it wasn't, if it wasn't possible. You can turn those voices off. What is, how I do it with the word of God. You chase those thoughts out with the word of God. Now, this is basic stuff, yeah. But it can mess up your life if you don't do it. <laughs> Amen. So it ain't just basic. This is stuff you have to do every single day. And if the symptoms don't go away, you keep saying it. And you keep saying it. And you keep saying it. You keep saying it. You say it in the hospital. You say it wherever you are. Devil, you can't kill me. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am healed in Jesus' name. I am well in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I have all things pertaining to my life. And I am not in need of anything because I'm living in the fullness in God's fullness and so he wants you to have listen God wants you to have everything he is not holding anything back from you he's not hiding anything from you he's, he doesn't do that he's God and he loves us if he didn't love us he wouldn't have made us amen but we need to know who we are we need to know some things amen and not only who you are, well, who are you, child of God? You know, I'm Abraham's seed. I'm the heir to the promises of God. Everybody don't know that. Everybody doesn't know that they're an heir, an heir. I'm an heir. Well, what does that mean? It means that somebody got something for me somewhere. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, know what, I know what an heir does. Uh, an heir goes and signs on the line and gets something. Amen. And so you know you don't belong to the devil. You're an heir. So you need to, you know, tell the devil when he tries to hold you back and tell you you can't have something, especially if it's something you need. Oh, no, devil. My needs are met. My needs are met through Christ Jesus. 
And so you don't tell me what I can't have. I have all things pertaining to life and godliness. Hallelujah. So have you ever wondered, and I gave this description before. I think I posted it on Facebook. Um, that cop. Yeah, you ever wonder why a cop can stand in front of all that traffic and hold up his hand and cars stop? See, he knows who he is. Well, who is he? He's a traffic cop that's been given delegated authority to stop traffic. And nobody goes past him. He stopped traffic, and then he turned around and he let the other people go. And then when he, enough cars, he stopped them. And then he had the other cars go the other direction, and they acknowledge him, and they obey him. Why? Because he's had, he has authority. From who? Somebody higher up at his job <laughs> with a higher position than him has given him this authority to stop traffic, and it works every time. Amen? Well, that's kind of like us. We've been delegated this authority. Amen. And the devil acknowledge it, and he's afraid of it, and he has to back up when you, you know, do what you know to do and make him, make him obey you. Well, how do, how do you do that? By not being very nice to him. It's like the example of that lady with the dog at the bus stop. You know, the dog want to follow her. She's taking the bus, and now you've got to go home got to go home and then he he st stood there you know rubbing on her leg and you know how dogs try to butter you up and she's looking for the bus you got to go home you can't go with me go home and he just you know rubs against her and when she sees the bus coming and he gets pretty close she said get out of here get go home go and the dog took out running See, because she used her authority. Because, see, she didn't mean it the first two times. Because the bus wasn't coming. Well, I guess I'll let him hang around here, you know, so cute. Look at it. Amen. But when, he, when she saw that bus coming, she knew that dog had to leave, had to go home. So she said it like she meant it. Amen. Well, that's one, one thing we need to understand. We have to say it to the devil like we mean, mean it. We can't pet the devil on the head because he's a mean devil he kills people kill steal destroy he wants to ruin your life and shorten your life and your kids and everybody else you know and so what well, you cannot be nice to the devil you have to tell him get in jesus name i am healed in jesus name i am free you can't go back in this going back into bondage and so you have to stay free and, and Jesus did that for us. We're free, and we're free to, to uh, receive what it is that he has for us, healing, blessings, finances, spiritual growth, just in every way. And so Jesus has done so much for us, but we don't take advantage of it because we don't know how. Right, am I here? Are y'all here? <laughs> did I come today? Did I come today? Amen. So do anybody, does anybody agree with me in here? Amen. I think that's pretty accurate. We would get more from the devil if we knew how. Because what we've done sometimes didn't work and we gave up. 
Amen. Or we just decided we didn't need it. Well, we we don't pretty much don't need a whole lot. But does God want you to have it? He wants you to have it for some reason. And so I I, I feel like this because I've been all over the place. But I feel like this. If God wants me to have it, then I want it. Amen. And I'm going to fight for it because that's his plan and purpose for my life on the earth. Amen. And so if he wants me to have it, then it's good for me. I might not see that, but who am I? I don't don't have x-ray vision into the, you know. But you need revelation to understand that God knows what he's doing, and he knows who he is, and he knows what's best for you. That's why we pray. That's why we stand. Amen. Having done all, the Bible says you stand. Hallelujah. We do it all, and you have to do it all. But you have to understand who the force behind this power is. Who, who gave you a pass or who gave you permission to use the word of God? Jesus. Amen. Because he is the word and he lives in us. So we have a right to use the word. Amen. And everything that the word promises of you, us, you have a right to have it. And don't let the devil keep it any longer. You fight for it. Amen. The Holy Spirit will teach you how. You're not alone. The Holy Spirit is there guiding you, teaching you. Tell, he'll even tell you what prayers to pray. Holy Spirit is your friend. He's your helper. Amen. And he's your great reward. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see. The devil, he just wants to take from you. Amen. But he will respect delegated authority because he has to. Amen. So take a stand. Take ground or stand your ground and don't quit. If you drop something, pick it up again. Amen. Whatever you dropped, whatever you just said, forget it. I'm not going to try to get it. It must not be for me. It's always for you. And so whatever that thing is, you pick it up again. You repent and you pick it up again. And you, amen. And you tell the Lord, I don't see it. And I'm, I'm sorry that I, I was look, you shouldn't have been looking. Because you cannot look in the natural and tell what's going on. It's like that fig tree that Jesus cursed. That thing was withering the minute he, he said, no fruit, will you won't, won't bear any fruit ever again. That thing was cursed, but it cursed at the root. You can't see through the ground. Amen. But it was cursed. And then a few days later, they saw the, the tree dead. So you never know what God is doing, but you trust that you know. You trust in what he has told you. And you have peace and you know everything is okay because God is not a liar. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians 6. You trust that you know because the word of God tells you that you know. And so because of that, you don't have any worries because you know God is working behind the scene. Uh, Ephesians 6.10 And the Bible tells us, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So what is that saying to us? You're not coming in your own strength. 
You're coming in God's strength, in the power of his might. So in other words, this is not your power that we've been delegated. It's it's Jesus' power, but it belongs to us to use against the enemy. Amen. But you don't try to do it in your own power. You use the power he's given us. Well, how do I know? Because you have to trust in it. That's why you need to renew your mind. Amen. Well, I know the word. I ain't talking about that. Not talking about that, and I'm not talking about how often you read the word. Amen. But do you have revelation of what you read? Amen. Hallelujah. We, honey, we, we can use all the help we can get. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And this is why this stuff is in here. It's in here because we need guidance into how, how to survive on this earth. We need guidance. Amen. It doesn't make you lesser of anything. We all need it. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. Because the greater one lives in us. The greater one lives in us. So we need to know what belongs to us and keep believing, keep standing, keep declaring, and don't stop. And God told this to Caleb. I I wrote him down as an example. God told Caleb, um, I'll keep... I'll keep you alive, Caleb. I'll keep you alive. And Caleb believed that. And you know how long he believed that? 45 years. 45 years he was in the wilderness and he believed that God would keep him alive. And guess who came out? Two people, Caleb and Joshua. But what brought him through? Him believing that that what God had promised. Believe in the word of God. Caleb, I will cause you to live. I will keep you alive. And he carried that for 45 years. He maintained that. He maintained his faith confession. That's a faith confession. You got to do that sometimes when years go by and you don't see nothing. But you have to look at it like this. Look at it like I, I have learned to look at things. What else did he have? He had nothing else. So why not trust God? God trusts something. Are y'all here? Amen. And so he put his money on God and he came out. Amen. And he, he believed God and he got his victory. Amen. He got his victory. Hallelujah faith when he went in that it's like this when he went in that wilderness faith went in there with him and when he came out faith came out with him but that didn't happen to most of the people they died in the wilderness you know what they were doing complaining thinking wrong talking wrong acting wrong you have to have faith you have to do the best you can do and i believe that where you what you don't have and what you need, God will give you so that you can hang in there until it's time for you to come out. Amen. If you want to write Joshua 14.10 down, please do. And you can read it when you go home. When you're at home meditating on the Word so you can change your thinking and change your mind. Amen. He probably he kept telling, telling himself, the Lord is with me. 
and I will be able to do this. Do what? God said, I'm going to give you this land filled with milk and honey, but you got to take it. And so he told him himself, I can take this land. He, t- he told him that. He had to do it all those years. Because if he didn't, who was going to do it? Paul, the same thing. Paul and Silas in, the, in, the, in jail for something they didn't do. And they got out of there. The doors flew open because they kept their mind on Jesus. Amen. On, the, on God. They prayed and they sung praises to him. What else were they going to do in jail? If you think about it like that, it's not a waste of time because you don't have, you, all you got is time. Amen. And so they kept their mind on the Lord and God opened the, the doors. And when the doors opened up, they didn't even try to escape. Amen. And then the, the jailer knew that there was a higher authority that was um, keeping them there and not having them think about running. But because he would have lost his life had he lost his prisoners. And so that's how they won him to the kingdom of God. He, he received household salvation. And not only the jailer, but his whole family received Christ because they knew it was something higher than uh, Paul and Silas that was, you know, they knew that there was this, some, some delegated power that told them not to, to run out of there. Amen. Because now you know and I know if the, if the gates is going to fly open, you know where you'd be and you know where I'd be. So, amen. But they were so trusting God and in the love of God that they, he, Paul told them, we're all here. Don't worry, we're all here. Amen. And so these are the things that we need to read in the Bible and and then compare yourself to it. Put yourself in that place. And this is how you get on the right track. Amen. You have to work with what God's given you. Well, what did he give me? Gave you the word. And that's all you need. Amen. That's all you need. But you have to work the word. You just can't sit up and wait on Jesus to knock somebody out and drag them in your house and say, here's your husband. <laughs> that won't work. You got to trust God. got to work the word. Amen. Got to take a faith stand. And we can't let the the wilderness season, everybody has a wilderness season, and I think that's a season where you can't take no more, you know, I'm so tired, y'all know. But see, this is the thing about those wilderness seasons, you can't, you can't, (laughs) you got to watch yourself even closer during those times. Watch what you look at. Watch who you talk to. Don't ever get with somebody that understands. I understand because they don't. They don't understand. They're just saying that to keep you going, going and going. Amen. But don't let the pressure of that wilderness season uh, cause you to lose hope. Say it even if you don't think it's happening. Amen. You don't have anybody to talk to. Talk to your mirror. You know how to look in that mirror. Talk to yourself in that mirror and make a declaration. Declare and decree 
what God has promised you. And what he's promised, he's able to perform. And don't forget that. See, we, we don't understand God's abilities. We don't think that he is able to give us all of these promises that he's promised us. But why would a God do that? Amen. And he's already said before he not fulfill every, uh, every letter of this word, he would destroy himself. And so you have to believe that what he's telling you, if you know him, if you know him. And then most people don't, let me tell you why most people don't believe God. Because they don't know him. And because you need to know him. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church, ain't it? Amen. But don't let the pressure of the devil convince us that God's word won't work because it's already working. Just like that uh, cursed root of that fig tree, it was already cursed. It was cursed when Jesus said it. When the very first time you prayed for something, God heard it and he honored it. And he said, she can have it. But what you do in between getting it and praying it is two different things. And God has given you free will. So get in the word and let's change our thinking. I'm telling you, that will change your whole life. Change your thinking. Change what you, change what you believe. Because, you know, some of us believe wrong. Amen? Like the prophets are gone and that went out with somebody with Paul or whoever and just people will just I don't they don't want, they don't get it see this is why you we need revelation knowledge amen this healing went out where'd it go <laughs> you know people just believe some of the, the, the craziest things and all of that stuff is just not true Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. God never changes. He didn't change it up on us because this is the 21st century. He is the same God. The same thing Jesus did back in, in the, those days over 2,000 years ago, he does the same today because he's alive. Jesus is alive. And when you declare a thing, when you declare and let it come out of your mouth what God has promised you, he watches over. Jesus watches over your word. Amen. He ministers over your word. He, t- he puts the, the angels on alert and he says, well, she got a house coming, so are y'all ready to get it to her? And He's just waiting on the go from us and we never give him the go because of some wrong thinking. Something that you got screwed up in your your mind. And so the best thing to do, I'm telling you, is to just lay yourself out before the Lord. And start to trust him again. Pick up on, you know, you can locate where you messed up. I mean, you know, where your thinking went erroneous. Can I say that? And so you can always find where you ought to be. You can get there. Don't, don't give up on God. He hasn't given up on you. He still intends to give you everything you want. He already has. And if you can get a word from the Lord, that's even better. But even if you don't, you still expect, expect 
God to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. Expect him to do what he said he's going to do for you. You expect him to come through for you. And tell that voice that tells you he ain't going to do it. Tell it to shut up. Amen. Because that's the devil. That voice does not belong to you. Amen. Because you're redeemed. Hallelujah. Amen. So do like Caleb. Keep your confession straight. Let's go to Isaiah 55. Praise God. Hebrews 4.12, if you write that down, and it says, The word of God is quick and powerful and energizing and effective. That's the word of God. Now, don't tell me it can't do the job. It can do exactly what God set it out to do. It accomplishes that which he pleases. And so whenever God gives you a word, he's more than able to bring it to pass. He's not crippled. And I don't know what we think God is sometimes, but he's doing just fine. Amen. And he's not Santa Claus. So he don't just give, well, he gives gifts to men. The Bible says he does. You know, healing's a gift and salvation is a gift. I mean, he gives gifts to men. But God can do anything that's in this Bible. Anything that he promises, he is well able to perform it. Amen? So don't ever let the devil tell you he can't or he won't because he can and he will. And this is what you have. The Bible says to refute arguments when those questions come up in your mind stop getting uh, condemned don't get condemned because you think crazy you got to start somewhere and so what you do is you start to read your word and you start to refute arguments the bible says or any high thing that exalts itself higher in other words it's telling you something different than what the word is telling you. And God is steady telling you, I hear you. I got it. I'm going to do that thing. It's already done. Well, if it's already done, where is it? Then you get mad at God and start fussing with him. <laughs> well, it's in the unseen realm waiting on you to get in faith so you can snatch it over here. Amen. And stop questioning. We need to stop questioning God. You know, and just start trusting him. Trust and stop questioning him. Amen. Hallelujah. So the word of God is quick, powerful, energizing, and effective. Amen. So in other words, it can get the job done. The word can get the job done. And there is no problem that you have that's too tough for the word to solve. The word can do anything. Isaiah 55 verse 11. Hallelujah. It says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So when God sends a word to go get your stuff, it will accomplish just that. When he sends the word to heal you it's going to heal you if you let it amen 
he sends his word to do everything for him. And it and he accomplishes that which it accomplishes what he wants it to accomplish. Well, what does he want to what you want? He wants the same thing. He wants you well. God wants you well. He wants you healed. He wants you whole. He hates sickness, and sickness does not come from God. He didn't kill your uncle. He didn't kill your auntie or grandpa. He didn't kill none of them people. You need to repent. Amen. It's what they didn't know that cost them their lives. It's what they didn't know. That's why we need teachings like this. Amen. You know, I know you up here, <laughs> but we need to know what we're doing wrong. We need reminders, and, and some of us, it's more than a reminder. Amen. Amen. God's Word has its own creative ability. Did you know that? The Word has its own creative ability. When Jesus said, when uh, God said in Genesis 1, let there be light and let there be, and it was, that voice and that word he has had a created, it had a created ability to it, and that's why things got done. He called day, day, night, night. It didn't used to be all that. The Bible says it was just, the earth was just hovering, and it was dark and void. It was nothing. And then he started to speak things into existence. And so if he can speak things into existence, and he's given us uh, delegated authority, then so can we. But see, to the natural mind, to the carnal mind, or to the religious, that doesn't make sense. Because you know why? Because they're trying to figure it out. But you know, we, we read it in here. Don't have to figure. Read it and allow the Lord to speak to you and make it real to you amen allow the word to make it real amen that's this is why we speak the word only if you can't speak the word don't say anything don't say anything negative because your word if you're born again your words have power amen and there's no reason to quit or faint so stand that's the only thing you can do you can't do nothing else because you've been doing it so long. So continue to stand. And whoever don't like it or want to judge you, let them do it. Because they have the same problem and it's probably worse than yours. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew nineteen twenty six. if you write that down, it says, With man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Did it say some things? How many things? Amen. All things. Not three or four or two or one. But with God, all things are possible. What do you need to do? Believe. Only believe. Amen. But whether you believe it or not, God can still do it. Amen. And he doesn't need our permission. He can still do it. Amen. So why does people quit while standing? Why? Because they lack knowledge of who God is. Amen. Knowledge acted upon brings results. But if you don't you don't if you lack knowledge, which the Bible tells us that, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So it ain't something I made up. 
So if you lack knowledge, you won't act on knowledge. And if you have knowledge, you have to act on it. Because plenty of people have knowledge. They don't act on it. Because you know why? Because they've designed when they're going to have something, when they want it in their lives. Y'all following me? They're still working and living out of their own strength. They haven't released their lives to God. And we're free. God has given us freedom to make our own choices. You know, we make wrong choices, but that's what they do. And so, but God wants us to make the right choices. Sometimes God can, uh, he's doing a thing and you don't like what you see. Well, it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. But it happens all the time. Amen. Honey, just go back and repent. Because there's nothing you can repent for that God won't forgive. Nothing. Get people out of the picture. And it's, this is just about you and God. Amen. You and God. Hallelujah. And he loves you so much. And he wants you to have all things pertaining to life and godliness. Well, how do you know? Because I believe the word. And that's what he's, he's done everything that we need to stay afloat. Amen. And to live good. He doesn't just want you to barely make it. He wants you to live good, exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. Amen. Lack of knowledge of who God is, amen, will cause you to stop standing. But knowledge acted on brings results. You have to act on what you know. If you don't act on it, then you won't receive the byproducts of what you have knowledge of. Are y'all here? Amen. Paul prayed a prayer. Pray two prayers in Ephesians 1. Let's go there, and this is my last scripture. Amen. Ephesians 1, 17, and then he prayed. He prayed for the people of God. Well, he was really praying for, in this text, the people of, uh, in the church of Ephesus. But this prayer is for us, too. Amen. And he prayed that people would get the spirit of, have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And that's what we need. If we don't have that, then we won't go anywhere too much uh, with what God has for us. Because we won't understand what God is doing. So Ephesians 1.17, let me read it. It says... That the God of our Lord, well, let's start in 16. It says, do not cease to give thanks for you. In other words, this is why God, I said it's a prayer of Paul because he's letting us know, look, I'm praying for you all. This is the church at Ephesus. Uh, I give thanks to you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. And this is also a prophecy. This is prophecy. And so this is what Paul prayed for us, that we would have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. And that word revelation refers to unveiling of our hearts. 
So, okay, thank you. And so what we need is an unveiling of our hearts. Amen. So you got your answer now. You can go home. Amen. You need an unveiling of your heart. In other words, you need that curtain pulled back that's separating you from wisdom and knowledge and revelation. And so you need that curtain removed where, where you understand in your heart what God has for you, what he wants for you, and what he's doing for you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this is what we need. And if you write Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, meditate on it. God will tell you what it means. Let's do verse um, 18. It says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. See, we need enlightenment. Because the Bible says when light comes in, darkness leaves out. When light comes in, that, you know. Light bulb come, turns on in your brain, then all of that confusion and not understanding, those things that you don't understand, becomes crystal clear. Amen? And it's such a wonderful feeling. Amen. So that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope. Yeah. Hallelujah. So you may know what is the hope. Of your calling in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so there's, this is a big disconnect for the saints. Amen. It's, it's, it's a wealth and a fullness of God that we need unveiled in our hearts. And when that's done, how do you get it? By meditating on the word. And when that happens, you'll understand everything. You'll understand God, what you need, how to get it. The darkness fades, and the light comes in. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. I just want to read that again. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, that, and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Amen? And what is exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power see that power works in us amen but how will you ever know if that if if see really this is an unveiling of the mystery of the cross can i say that just let me break all that down to you it's an unveiling on the inside of your heart of the mystery of the cross of Jesus Christ. And so you start to understand why he died. What, how do you fit in, into it? How does your blessings fit into it? How does these things happen? Why do they happen? You know because the veil has been torn. Hallelujah. And your heart is free because you understand. Is that making sense to y'all? What is the mystery? Amen. Of the cross. And so it's just so, it's just powerful. Amen. The cross has everything that you need. Jesus did everything for us. And he did it one time. So when you hear people saying, well, God took him because he wanted to teach him something. 
God don't teach people nothing. I don't learn nothing by being sick. Amen. You know what I do learn? I need to get in the word more. You can't learn any. God don't teach people by making them sick. That's the kookiest thing I ever heard. Amen. So we declare and decree our healing. And if it didn't happen yet, keep doing it. It will. Amen. The only reason it won't happen is you quit doing it. Amen. And so anything that God has for you, you got to get it through him. This unveiling of your heart must happen. Amen. And then you, you, live, you start to live out of the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. When the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, you know what your purpose is. Everything makes sense. All the crooked places become straight. It's like a big puzzle that comes together. Amen? And you start to work for him. You start to get happy about him. And you don't wor- worry leaves. You stop living out of your own strength. That's why we get tired. Really? You, me, and all of us. It's because we live out of our own strength. And if we do that, then we also live out of our own understanding. And it doesn't work. Amen. Hallelujah. So the eyes of your understanding might be opened that you might see Christ and understand his plans and his purposes on this earth. God just wants you to have a happy life. Amen. And he's willing to do it. But you got work to do. And it doesn't take long. All you need to do is meditate on the word. Give a scripture. Just give a little time to a scripture a week. Is that that asking too much? My goodness. Or you'll be working for everything you get all your life. Amen. And God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. I don't care what they tell you. His burdens are light. Am I right? Amen. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Amen. Father, we thank and praise.